the only podcast that announces games in 2018 and releases them before 2023. This is Bombers. Welcome to Bombers. We're here with a fun episode. I am Bomber number five, Anthony, aka Deg. Joining me today is Bomber number three, Zyber, aka Zyber. Good morning. How are you doing today, Zyber? I'm doing great. I got a haircut, looking all stylish. Yeah, you are. You're like better looking than normal. Yeah, that's what happens when I get a haircut. Yeah, that is how that works. You're not as ugly as you were yesterday. (laughs) Speaking of good-looking people, bomber number one, Shay, a.k.a. Spiegel. You You a baby now? No, that was was my Taneo impression from Incredible Crisis. Check it out. I have no idea what that is. I think it's a PS1 rhythm game uh, from Japan, published in America by Titus in, I think, 1999, 2000, something like that. Great, great game. I figure it's a Fall Fantasy VII related thing, like Ever Crisis or Before Crisis or Crisis Core. You That's the noise he makes. He he screams when the the boulder is chasing after him. Dur- dirge of Sir Bur- The boulder from Avatar. No, no, no. The boulder from no. Just just the let's move. Boulder on. from Indiana Jones and Raiders no. of the Lost Ark. No. Well, actually, the, it is kind of like that. Yeah, but like it even it even comes down the elevator after you. It's pretty great. Because he's working in an office building, and there's a dancing scene, so you got to do the dancing correctly, or his head explodes. Uh, and then uh, after that, a boulder chases you out of the building. You know, and then I after hate that, and then I'm after at that, work, you dancing, <laughs> and then my head explodes. That's the worst part about working on the job. And then after that, you get in a runaway shopping cart <laughs> going down the wrong side of the street, and you have to dodge boulders. oncoming cars. And no, no boulder. No, the boulder's gone at that point. You're just Wait, dodging where, oncoming where cars the... and barriers. I missed where the boulder entered the picture then. You So is this like Parappa the Rappa style kind of cinematics? Uh yeah, it's it's uh well no, I would say it's closer to like a a rhythm heaven or uh or in in terms of just like the the abstract craziness. Guitaru man. So Parappa the Rappa. <laughs> Well, I think I think Incredible Crisis is probably crazier than all those games. Like think think wow. like uh, Pep think Pepsi Man, but like a rhythm game. So what? Speaking of, of games, I, I noticed our opening line. Uh, we were releasing a game. It is a rhythm game. It's a Bombers Dance Off uh, coming in twenty twenty two this year. We announced it four years ago, but you're hearing about it now for the first time because time travel. We we announced it in episode zero, like. Weren't you guys listening? Our pilot episode that it we was, totally... It was very important news back then, but speaking of important news, Zyber, what do you have hey, for this week? Did you know that we have a website? If you no, go I to, did not. What is it called? If you go to uh, thisisbombers.com... <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> thisisbombers.com, you oh. can learn all about us including that we host a podcast. Well, I know, wait. shocker. I can't believe you knew that is already. Bombers.com. How is traffic wow. on the website, Anthony? I'm sure you get all those metrics. 
Uh, uh, yeah, sure. And if we had <laughs> talked about doing this before the show started, I would have had nope. those numbers. Wow, it's like it a thousand hits from the same IP address. Someone's just hitting refresh over and over again. <laughs> That's me. I'm doing that right now. I go into incognito mode at work so that work doesn't know I'm looking at websites about bombers. That <laughs> seems unnecessary. Just, you know, bomb it no. up, man. But yeah, you can go on there, see our Discord, see our email, Twitch, learn all about us. There's a Patreon on there. Shout out to our current Patreon, PBFF, Sefs, and Rob Josie, and our Fs, Haley, Aaron, Minted Peas, and Reaper. Yeah. I think if you listen to this podcast, you already know more than enough about us that you don't need to go click on the website. Now, there's actually some super cool new stuff that we don't mention on the podcast that you can go look at there. Do you think they fell for it? There's a summary you know, of us. I fell for it. I was just a typing telling. it into the address bar. I was like, what did you put on there? <laughs> Our baby photos. Oh, God. Yep. If I had any. Oh, I stole I stole Zyber's baby photos. Now, Now we need to actually put our baby photos up there. Just no, as an inside joke s- for whoever actually listens to this stupid That's podcast. My, my mom used to have this like giant poster-sized picture of me as a baby that was in a frame. I have absolutely no idea why she had it. Was She's it all like, Cyber, do you want like, this? I go, no. Put, hang up in your office above or something. the dining room table. I'm vetoing all of this. Above <laughs> your parents' bed in the bedroom so that they can look up and be like, oh, we're not going to do that again. <laughs> well, that is true. They did stop gross <laughs> do we have more news no and that's talk it about something else please no more news all right how about uh news video game news what's what's coming out this next week oh boy how about some upcoming releases gentlemen i know anthony is excited and, and this game here is really the piece de resistance of the entire year of 2022 that's right the 15th game in the esteemed King of Fighters series coming to PS4, yep. PS5, Sexbox, and PC. Uh, you poor, poor, pathetic souls playing fighting games on PC in 2022. No Switch release. How sad. What do you guys think about King of Fighters 15? I knew this was going to be a, 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 a switch out, a bait and switch, a fake out. I knew you weren't going to talk about the game that I actually care about. You're going to talk about some stupid fighting game that no one cares about. That's the oh, that's switch, not Because there's no switch. <laughs> it has 15 sequel or 14 sequels. Someone cares about the King of Fighters series. Actually, there's more than 15 games. There's like other editions too. But uh, uh, there's, into there's that. side games. And... They release a King of Fighters game like every year. I don't know if you guys know this, but like it's a really, really prolific series. Yeah, it actually it it's quite big, and I still don't care. It looks interesting. SNK. It's got the number fifteen next to it, so I'm intrigued. Oh, that's the one. All that, right. that one guy is from in Smash Bros. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, you just offended so many King of Fighters fans by saying that. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's the guy from Smash Brothers. Well, that's how oh, I felt when what? people were all like, "What's a She Hulk?" King of Fighters is a real fighting game. <clears throat> Smash Brothers is a party game. I think it's absurd that that game is like in competitive, whatever. Anyway, let's talk about the game that Anthony is excited for. I can't even come up with a good fake out. It's Horizon Forbidden Lust coming to PS4 and PS5 on yeah. February 18th, this Friday. Horizon Forbidden Lust is going to be so good. Can't wait. 
so excited. Wait, is it, so it's actually Horizon Forbidden West. That is the name of the game? Yes. I started calling it Forbidden Lust a long time ago, and I, I, at some point I actually forgot the real name of the game because I just like the name Forbidden Lust. No, it's Wet West. Horizon Forbidden East. Horizon. It's where the sun rises. You can't go there. Horizon Frozen Wilds. The the, mm. the the bad naming conventions with the Horizon game games have has to stop. That's it's not good. So Anthony, uh, why are you excited for this game? Tell me. Really like the Horizon series. I freaking loved, loved, loved series. <laughs> series. Well, I mean, it had a DLC. So this is the second game. They've got Call of the Mountain, which is the VR game for PSVR two. So that'll be happening at some point. But I just really like the game. It's very fun. I got super into Horizon Zero Dawn. Which also had Horizon, Frozen Wilds. I 100%ed it, both getting the Platinum Trophy and 100% of the optional post-game trophies, like the Ultra Hard New Game Plus and all of that. So like, I played the crap out of this game, and I'm really just happy to have more Horizon content to play. It's fun. The story is a really fun and in- engaging sci-fi story. Go, pl- go play Horizon. Go do it. Are you, Are you taking time off work? Are you taking time off work to to play Horizon like you did Bravely Default Two, and then you didn't actually play Bravely Default Two? <laughs> no, I'm I'm not taking time off work and going to play a lot more of this game than Bravely Default Two. So any amount? Yes, literally, I will turn it on. <laughs> You'll take it out of the box. <laughs> I won't be. You will a hold box. the box in your hand. You'll unwrap the Amazon package. Nope. I pre-ordered the digital deluxe edition, and I'm going to purchase a physical edition in the future when it's on, oh, good. on sale or something. Um, so just because... have it downloading in the background while you're working. Yeah, I, I honestly will. It's kind of annoying um, modern gaming trend where like the physical editions, first of all, a lot of the collector's editions and super collector's editions, and they have like multiple types of collector's edition, which is really mind-bogglingly crazy that's a bad modern gaming trend if you want to talk like let's yeah, start there that's, that's let's one start of with the, the multiple collector's editions like in 20 dollar increments <laughs> which came with like statues and stuff and like steel books but also were all download only so they send you an empty steel book so they ship you something but it's still digital only game if you want i can like print out a paper version of the disc to put in <laughs> When I was a GameStop employee, uh, one of the things that we did with the collector's edition thing was uh, when people came in and they said, I want to pre-order NBA 2K16. I was like, okay. So the NBA 2K16 comes in three, you've got three different versions. You got like the regular version, you know, the regular boring version doesn't come with any additional stuff. We got the, the, the... we got the deluxe edition, which comes with uh, virtual currency for your players, whatever. Like, if you like the My Player mode, like, that's for you. And then we have the super, I can't remember what it's called, but, like, the super deluxe edition was, like, 100 bucks. Came with more virtual currency and came with, like, special something. I, I don't even know. But uh, what we would always say to the people was, like, hey, if you want to pre-order it, why don't you put the money down on the ex- most expensive version of the game in case you decide that you actually do want all that extra stuff later because they're only giving us a limited quantity of these things based on the number that, that you know, 
that uh, that are pre-ordered. Get ordered. So the the regular game, we're going to get a billion copies of. You'll have no problem getting that. So pre-order the special one, and then just cancel it later, and we can switch your pre-order. And no one ever switched their pre-order. So people always came in and just like picked up the most. It was a brilliant sales tactic uh, by, <laughs> or, by me. Uh, and you, and you it worked those, every time. You get those situations where they pre-order it and then just never pick it up. Yep, and then we <laughs> just have extra collector's editions that, that like dumb people come in on Christmas Day and buy. Yeah, so, that's how I got the Link's Awakening amiibo. Someone like pre-ordered it and then never picked it up. So a week later, I was like, "Hey, what's this doing here?" <laughs> yeah, I never pre-ordered things because I was I would actually out of spite not pre-order things and then go to GameStop on the first day and be like, "Hey, look, you lied to me. It's right here. I'm still buying it." You you did get more than just the amount that were ordered, apparently, because you're selling me this one. Well, it was also just hey, regular get... version. If it was a special edition, I would definitely pre-order that. Guess what? If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already smarter than the average consumer. But at the same time, the average consumer is super dumb and super good used car salesmen. People who work in retail will take advantage of you every single time. That is the cycle of life. All of these Horizon special editions that I was listing, you know, the five of them, are all digital-only versions. <laughs> what? So they send you an empty steelbook. I think I said that earlier, but, yeah. like, that's an the other modern book? game. Yeah. Empty steelbook. What empty is the point book. of an empty steelbook? I don't know. That reminds me, back when my friend and I would dumpster dive at our local GameStop, uh, I found a bunch of steelbooks of Nino Kuni. I was like, hey, I'll take one in case I ever buy the game. I did eventually buy the game. I don't know if I actually still have the steelbook, though. I have the steelbook for that game. I don't like I Nino mean, Kuni, but I have the steelbook. <laughs> it, it's weirdly, like, all of the problems of both. Because you're still going to be taking up shelf space, but for no reason. And you only have the digital license, so at any time, the Sony or anyone can just be like, eh, you don't get this game anymore. What if you just told Sony, well, wait, I have the box. That entitles Look, I got me the, the steelbook right here. But it, And it's frustrating to think about because it sort of just hammers home that idea that even if you have a physical disc anymore these days for, like, the, the sex box and the PS5, it's still just a CD key. It is literally a CD that acts as a key to allow you to play the digital license that you have. It's not even actually the game. I was actually pretty great with Kingdom Hearts 3 that they fit the entire thing on the disc. Well, except for the very end credits scenes. They, you had to d- d- download that. <laughs> you had to download and install specifically a patch for the end credits. Yeah. And it was like they had like certain scenes available the day of and then certain other scenes weren't available until three days later. I was all like, well, it would suck if someone beat the game in one day and couldn't watch the ending. <laughs> How long is Kingdom Hearts 3? Is it conceivable that someone could beat it in one day? I mean, three days for sure. Yeah, but... definitely. I couldn't because oh, I had to work and crap, and also I took my time playing and enjoying it. Are you, you sure you you're a Kingdom Hearts fan? Midnight. You have a job. You have a life. You have, you, you're taking your time with these things. I mean, don't most Kingdom Hearts fans like kind of live in some type of uh, area like you see behind me here? Take a screenshot. And, and they take off I mean, I used work. to. I don't get Kingdom days Hearts. to get a takeoff or game. Well, then, are you even really a Kingdom Hearts fan, Zyber? I'm sorry, I'm not one of those millionaire Kingdom Hearts fans that can just do whatever they want. Unless uh, certain friends would like to hand me that money to do that. Go to our Patreon page. 
if we keep recording bombers, perhaps we will eventually get money for you to be a rich Kingdom Hearts fan who lives in a basement, apparently. Apparently I just need to stream Kingdom Hearts and that's how you do it. Well, um. literally any one of us has the capability of streaming Kingdom Hearts, so I don't know what it is that we're doing with this channel anymore. What, what's stopping us at this point? Stream the Switch version, so we'll be streaming the streaming of stream, Kingdom Stream the stream. Good taste is stopping us from streaming <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, go play. If you haven't played Horizon uh, Zero Dawn, play uh, Kingdom go, Hearts. go play it. It's it's probably cheap, and, and don't play Kingdom Hearts. And then get Horizon Forbidden West, which is available on PS4 and PS5 on February 18th, this Friday. Pre-order now. Have ads. <laughs> Pre-order now Any- and receive a free steelbook with no game. Yeah. <laughs> And oh, and while we're on that, me complaining about the collector's editions of the steelbooks, because you've reminded me, and I, you know, I got to pop off. Well, gross. The, I don't need to hear about that. Oh, yeah. Go pop off all over Horizon. Um, oh, God. The, the collector's editions that were like the quote unquote physical ones that came with the statues, even though they weren't physical because they didn't come with a physical copy of the game. So, question mark. Also, didn't come with all of the cool, exclusive in game unlocks that the digital deluxe version comes with that's terrible so you have to decide between do you want the in-game bonuses or do you want the statue that will take up space on your shelf and also an empty steelbook is there like a digital version of the statue and steelbooks you can get they have not gone that far yet but so they got like digital art soon. books and such they do have a digital art books and digital comic books and digital can, art book you, is a joke because like is. you know what games used to have when you like hundred percent of the game For like free. concept art that you could go look at yeah, yeah. concept that's art a digital art book game. what I've been playing man, Ape Escape I... too and they have a gotcha game inside of the game to get the concept art and such all it takes is in game time to unlock the in game coins and they don't even have the um. EA style just pay money to skip the time sink. Yeah, let's say I don't like the game, but I still want to experience the entire game. Can I pay money to not play the game so that I can like skip past the playing of the game part? Final Fantasy XIV yeah. has that actually, but it's mostly the... because like That's different. The... That's an MMO. It's completely yeah. different. It's completely <laughs> So no, with Ape Escape, the only way that you can pay money to not play the game is to buy the game and then never play it. So like Bravely Default too. So like what I do now, like Tetris, you know? yeah, like every, <laughs> or just like how most of us play games these days by oh. buying them and putting them on the shelf and going, mm, got that one. It's a game in itself. It's like Pokemon, but more expensive and sadder somehow. Gotta buy them and display them all, and not and not play them all at all. There's no bat. There's no battling. In my head, only the battle is. with your own mind. Yeah, <laughs> we were on the same page there, my friend. <laughs> I've popped off enough. We can move on. Well, you need to pop into the next segment. Whoa. Well, uh, let's pop over to the weekly bomb and talk about some news items. And, gentlemen, there is only one news item. As of recording, yesterday was the Nintendo Direct. And there were games that they talked about on the Nintendo Direct. And now we, the bombers, are going to talk about them, how they talked about them talking about them. Talk. Nintendo Direct. What did you guys think about the big segment that Nintendo opened uh, with the NFTs, uh, the Nintendo Fungible Tradables, right at the beginning of the of the show? I thought they were the, the Nintendo Fun Toys. I thought they were just mushrooms. Well, they are just mushrooms. 
I do want to say that before we get into this segment, um, well, before the Nintendo Direct was announced, I was fully planning on making my weekly bomb story of the week the Ubisoft executive saying that players just don't understand the benefits that NFTs can bring to them. Because and then like, Nintendo announced that they were having a Direct. That Because like that was the most hilariously out-of-touch thing that any executive has said uh, this year, I think. It, it's It's early, but I can't think of anything else. I- can't imagine it getting topped although i i would like to reference dumb things that people in charge of things have said with the director of the hellblade saying well hellblade 2 is going to make hellblade 1 look like an indie game oh god that was bad too yeah bro it is an indie game well and hellblade 2 is gonna reinforce the fact that it's an indie game because hellblade 2 that's man we're gonna put some money into this we're gonna microtransact people and then that's how you know it's not an indie game because indie games are the only games that don't have microtransactions anymore only because it's too expensive to try and figure out how to monetize them oh made myself sad so anyway we're going to directly (laughs) tell you about the games we are interested in from the nintendo direct yeah we went through we went through all the announcements and we cut out the stuff that we don't care about basically so it wasn't much actually actually well, if we don't talk about, you know, the Portal Collection or, you know, the Klonoa thing, like, Ugh. it's not that we don't care about them, it's just that there's not much to say. Portal and talk, just go watch, go about, watch the Direct. If we don't talk about the seventh Direct in a row that talked about Project Triangle Strategy, it's because it's the seventh Direct in a row that talked about Project Triangle Strategy. Or the Assassin's Creed Ezio Collection, which I feel like has been, like, advertised Wait. everywhere. And I couldn't believe that it wasn't out when I saw it. Yes, I was like, "Hasn't haven't they released this already?" No, they had. Apparently like, not. Apparently, that's like it was a different collection they had before. Hold on, I just realized something. We're talking about the things we weren't going to talk about. Oh, they they got, they got us, again. Ubisoft, you sons of mm. sons of anarchy, mm. <laughs> angry noises. So the very right, first so, thing that so opened the Nintendo about, Direct. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fire Emblem Warriors. Three hopes. It's like three houses, but but a different one. But word. it's Warriors. Which makes sense, because like, you know, they did the second uh Hyrule Warriors. It was like, yeah, Fire Emblem Warriors, that makes sense. Haley is super excited. She, she put like five hundred hours into the first one. Uh, well, I, I bought the first one. <laughs> oh, that game you're playing there, I see. I was I was told that the Fire Emblem Warriors game was actually really good, and I it didn't even remotely strike my interest as something that I would want to pick up. And when I saw this announcement, I was like, oh, great, another one of these, whatever. Um, but then people were getting really excited around me, and I was like, oh, maybe this is something that I need to care about. I mean, um, I hope it follows the trend that was, I'm sure you were about to reference, Hyrule Warriors and then Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. I hope it follows that trend, because the first Hyrule Warriors was kind of honestly bland it was a mess it was fan servicey <laughs> too much stuff it, in it yeah but yeah. age of calamity i really like uh-huh and i think they are going around the same thing like they're focusing on the three houses universe thing possibly like in between the time gap i'm not sure yeah i don't know i didn't well, i didn't actually play three houses so i think focus is kind of the key word there too zyber like it does like whenever they they are making these age of calamity or these three hopes fire emblem warriors games like it does feel like they are going in with a purpose and that sort of makes it feel more like not just a muso game (laughs) but but actually yeah but actually like a real game that you 
might want to play because there might be some like interesting story bits in it that might tie into the Three Houses game or the Breath of the Wild or Breath of the Wild sequel, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not just a Musou game. It's a Musou game that's a Fire Emblem game as opposed to like Fire Emblem Warriors, Hyrule Warriors, which were basically just Musou games with skins on them instead of being Zelda game or Fire Emblem game. It's like how... Uh, Persona 5 Strikers was like one of the most interesting Muzo games to me because it was a Persona game with Muzo gameplay. That was the one I was about to reference. I, I feel like by the time Strikers came out, um, Koei Tecmo had figured out what they needed to do with the licensed Muso games. I'm cut, nope. Cutting all of it. Except that part because <laughs> now the audience knows that I cut a lot of stuff. Because the audience out. doesn't think that I do any actual work on this show. I do tons of work on this show. Who is this audience? Know. I had to find all those great in television voice synthesis module drops <laughs> last week just for you. That's hard work, hey. man. All right. There's not so, a lot of games that use that thing. <clears throat> Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. June 24th, 2022, which is also, you know, a surprise of, oh, yay, it's coming out in four months. That's exciting. Have, that is my favorite Nintendo trend of like, here... This thing is actually releasing in a reasonable time, unless it's a lot of games we didn't know about releasing in the next six months, basically. Uh A lot. And we'll get to some of those. So, this is the bomb Fire Emblem's Three Hopes. Oh, we're doing it for each one? Okay, yeah. I'd say the bomb. We don't have to necessarily do it. No, let's do it. I like it. Let's do it. it. Let's Um, let's do it. Yeah, the bomb. The bomb. Next on on our list here, which I think was even the very next game and we didn't cut anything, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. We got some more information on that, including, most importantly, the April 8th, 2022 release date, which is nice because they had pushed it back and we didn't know when we were getting it. Yeah, I asked Haley if she was interested in it because I'm all like, oh, it's like, you know, tactics or fire emblems. And she goes, probably not. Zyber, let me ask, are you interested in getting it? No. you should... I freaking love. I'm. I. You should definitely. You and you and Haley should get Advance Wars one and two. It's what about me? Can be played. You know, multiplayer. What about a gamer like me? You can play with friends or frenemies. Yeah, and I. Well, for me, it it definitely holds a special like nostalgia spot because I played the first two Advance Wars just all through high school. Like, absolutely love. The Advance Wars series. So I was excited when this was announced, and now I'm excited that it actually is coming out. <laughs> I think the art style looks good. I think it looks clean. I know a lot of people complained about it. Um, I think it's great that they're packaging both games into one collection. I hope this game does well for obvious reasons, not just because it's a game that I want to be good and want to be successful and I'm a Nintendo shareholder, but because it means that if it does well, maybe we'll get a return to Advance Wars rather than just releasing a Fire Emblem game every other year like they pretty much have been for like the last like decade. Yeah, I think it's a good update to the art styles because it was originally just uh, standard pixel art stuff and now they've really you know fancied it up uh, yeah has that sort of like it's just it just looks clean it just yeah. looks really stylized and clean they put they they clearly put work and love into it as opposed to just throwing it out there i like the character art style and stuff i do feel like they could put more effort into the the land and such it just seems really kind of barren and boring that's left that way as like a callback slash nostalgia grab. Honestly, that's what the game looked like on the Game Boy Advance. That's so they 
not necessarily a fine thing to leave. I th- I think that if they had done too much with the land, it would have been distracting. Dis- distracting. It would have been too busy. So they needed to leave it sort of more simplified in order to convey the proper information of like, this is a fields, and this is a mountain, and this is a forest, yeah. and this is a river, it's... which all have actual gameplay impact elements to them. Yeah, but like, so is Fire Emblem lands and other tactics lands, and they at least have texture on the ground or something. Your texture. You <laughs> So this is the bomb because I'm super pumped for this game. Yeah, this is the bomb. I got it pre-ordered. I'm excited. I'm excited. I've never played Advanced Wars, Anthony. I played like the first mission of the first game, and I was like, "Eh, not right now." And then, uh, then like seven years passed. It um, as it tends to. Yeah, yeah, as it tends to. I it, it was pre-ordered for me like when they first announced it a year ago. So. I don't really yeah. care. Yeah, here you're you're fired. They could have given me like Golden Sun one two instead. Well, maybe no if chance. Advance Wars one and two does well. I mean, we've seen not to spoil what's coming up later in the episode, but we saw some other old RPGs getting some uh, re-releases. So yeah, I mean, like now is the time if you're going to do like a nostalgia play, like the early two thousands. That is the nostalgia play right now. Like that, yep. like we that is the age that is at their peak buying power. That's you and I and, and Anthony pretty much. So Advance Wars, Golden Sun, Boktai, the sun is in your hand. Get ready. Heck yeah. You're ta- let's take the switch outside and like look at the sun for two hours. That's that. Are we already done with the late 90s? I think so. Yeah, that was the that was the 2010s. We're in the 2020s. Or Final like Fantasy VII remake is out. It's garbage. It's over. Sorry, <laughs> 90s. All right, next game. Right. No Man's Sky. For some reason, we're talking about this. It's going to Switch. I just wanted to say that uh, I wasn't interested in this game when it came out. I wasn't interested in this game when people told me I should be interested because they've given it a ton of updates and work and love, and I'm not interested now. There you go. Okay. Shay's not interested. That's all we needed to know. I'm not interested, which is why we're talking about it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not interested because I was never the kind of game for me to begin with. But like, you know, you explorers and such, try it. It's it's honestly probably a game targeted at me and I just don't care because I still have that sour taste from before and it's too late for me to care. Oh, I love sour taste. Don't release unfinished games, please, or you will suffer the consequences of me never caring, even if the game ends up being good. That's the way it is, for me anyway. I kind of have to agree with you. Uh, Mario Strikers Battle League. Woo! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah! Dude, I love the Mario Strikers games. Uh, Strikers on GameCube and then uh, the Strikers Charged on Wii, which was pretty much like the first game I think I ever played online. Uh, Very, very big parts of my childhood. I love soccer. I love Mario soccer because it's like like hockey, but it's soccer because it's violent. And uh, I'm just really amazed that Nintendo would allow a game to be made where Mario is, like, ramming Luigi into an electric freaking fence. Um, oh, he does that in, like, every game. He just hasn't been paying that's, attention. That's well, pretty standard for Mario. Well, sometimes they cut it. Sometimes it's, like, a deleted scene. Sometimes it's, like, a concept art. Uh, but anyway, um, with with this game, I, I mean, you know, what, what can I say? I think it looks great. I think it looks like a Mario Strikers game. And it has uh, the online player stuff. on one Switch. That's wild. That's really weird. Like, how does that even work? Well, you just get eight controllers. 
four v four. But but you can but you you connect four pairs of Joy-Con to a Switch. You can't connect eight single Joy-Cons. You connect four pairs of Joy-Cons, which means that literally one player is tethered in a way to another player. Or you could, but have they're like inputting separate actions at one time. In. It's crazy. I mean, that's not too hard to just. It's like. That makes sense to me. You just you just split I, the controller in half, and there are different inputs. That's true. I, I don't know. It, it just, just it just seems mapping. it just seems crazy to me, though. Like what what I, what's going to be crazy is whenever we see insane people doing challenge runs <laughs> where it's two Joy Cons in a single person's hand, and they're yes! two different people. I was playing Mario Party Sakurai like that style. one time. A friend had to leave early, so I was using both our controllers because it was one of those two v two games. I was yep. really surprised and disappointed that we didn't get any Mario Party Superstars uh, map DLC yesterday uh, because I feel like that game needs more boards. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, it didn't need more, but got DLC. Something we're going to talk about later in this uh, later in the show. So I want to point out real quick. Kaylee mentioned that Mario Golf was or Mario Tennis was two years ago. Mario Golf last year. We got uh, soccer this year. They will get sluggers next year. Get some Mario baseball, dude. Yes, I love Mario. Slu- uh, what was the Super Mario Sluggers? Was the original what I don't Mario know. Superstar Baseball was the uh, the original on GameCube? I love that game. I mean, so they have been paying attention to the Mario Sports series, so it's likely. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they'll get this one right. Unlike the last two, yeah, you'll get tricked again. Don't worry, I won't get tricked again because there have been multiple not super great Mario Golf and Mario Tennis entries. But like since the last good Mario Strikers game, which was 2007, uh, so, so I have more again. reason to believe this is going to be good. Nope, that was Camelot. This is next level games. It's got that nice stylized art for the cover and stuff. If they're bringing it back, man, dude, it looks so good. You know, Camelot did uh, Golden Sun. Well, maybe they'll do it's that. Not next. the same Camelot. It's not your dad's Camelot. <laughs> All right. Well. All right. Um, I'll, I'll, I I don't care about Mario Strikers. I'll be honest. I don't care about you. What's the next game? I'm interested. Next in game it. is uh so. not not a full game as much as a mode in a game. They did a whole little trailer on the Salmon Run next run next chase next level something like that. So they whatever they call they, it they introduced for, the for Salmon 3. Run, which is a, a cooperative multiplayer part of. Splatoon, where you are trying to kill all the salmons and steal their eggs for a grizzly bear. And it is a lot of fun. And so they showed off some new bosses that look pretty cool. But most importantly, they showed that you can throw eggs, which is going to be really exciting because it was always the hardest part of trying to just bring eggs to the nest. This will allow the game to be a lot harder, just throw a lot more enemies and such at you. So that'll be really exciting. But it will also make the game easier because it will throw in the ability to toss the eggs around yes but so then they would have to make other parts harder to make up for that i'm worried that they're going to trick me into buying splatoon 3 and then i will have another splatoon game that i bought played for eight hours and then never touched again well you could try salmon run i did try salmon run with people that aren't randos because <laughs> it's not It'll not very new game not very good to so... play with randoms on that one it's a lot better to play with people you know yeah. Shay, you're being suspiciously quiet about Splatoon 3. 
I have nothing to say about Splatoon 3, except <laughs> I'm probably not going to buy Splatoon 3. That's okay. It's also sad that we didn't every- get a actual release date. It just says summer 2022. And it's like, well, that's what we were all guessing anyway. Just give us the actual release date, guys. Yeah, it was a little surprising because we got release dates for games further out than summer 2022. Like, we got a September 2022 release date for a specific game later in the show, uh, but not a date for Splatoon. So really, it could be anything. Yeah, like, it makes me worried that they're not sure they'll actually get done in time. And while I'm fine with them, you know, postponing the release, it's it's a lot more comforting when it doesn't seem like that's definitely going yeah, to happen. Yeah, it's probably time... It's probably time for Nintendo to stop announcing games that they don't at least have a release month for because I get really uncomfortable when they just put a, a nothing date on something because it means like, oh, well, we could just get Metroid Prime again or we could get Pokemon again or like any of the nu- like Breath of the Wild 2. Why are you announcing it in like 2019 if you're not even going to release it in 2022? Because at this point, I have to start wondering whether that's a real thing that's going to be happening. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of people upset that Breath of the Wild wasn't on here. I was like, yeah, I was expecting it not to be. I, I, I'm not even I, I'm not even upset. I just like, because I, I didn't really expect it either. But at some point, you got to stop with the teasing games out so far where I, you can't even have a proper hype cycle because it's just so, it's so drawn out. Long-time listeners of the show will know how much I hate the early release or the early announcement stuff. Well, Long-time listeners to this show uh, would know that Metroid Prime 4 was announced before this show even started Showing. airing Being four years show. ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Short-time listeners should know that we hate it because we're talking about it right now. Oh, wow. What? Oh. You mean Short-time like if you started listening right this minute, if you skipped to 38 minutes into this episode, you would know? Unless you skipped to like 39 minutes in. Now you're just confused. We're not even at 39 minutes yeah. yet, so you weren't even hearing this. Now you're just hearing us talk about Disney Speedstorm, because you know... Thank you for boy. moving on. <laughs> it's like when... Uh, I wasn't sure of a way out of it. <laughs> when Kingdom Hearts, the Melody Memory, the Rhythm game was announced, a lot of people were joking, being like, uh, wow, what's next, Kingdom Hearts go-kart game? Well, this is, is close enough. It's got Disney and Pixar. All they have to do is just slap Sora in, and it's a Kingdom Hearts go-kart game. It actually looks kind of interesting too. Like it's you know the typical go karting stuff, but it's not just straight off you know Mario Kart. Yeah, I mean Mario Kart clones never last. How many attempts have they have multiple companies had at trying to horn in on that the kart racing? D- fad? Disney has historically done better at kart racing games than other companies. Um, there was a there was a Mickey Mouse Speedway one that was supposed to be pretty good. And there was a Toy Story racing game that was also supposed to be pretty good. Uh, both PlayStation exclusives, I believe, back in the uh, late, but back in the early two thousands. I counter you with the fact that you used the word "supposed to," which means you never played them. So, I would like to play them someday. Maybe I've never played Mario Kart. You, but you have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also a big thing about this Disney Speedstorm is that it's free to play. Like, it's just gonna be. I guess like Halo Infinite oh, I didn't catch kind of that. stuff, but hopefully good. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that announcement. But yeah, it's it's just free to play. That that sounds worse to me. It is interesting that they announced this Disney Kart Racer in this Nintendo Direct, and then immediately followed it up with like more Mario Kart news. And it was like, well, I guess I'm not going to play the Disney Kart Racing game because I could just go play some Mario Kart again because I totally have a reason to go back to uh, that. Mario now. Kart is we'll much talk about later. that later. <laughs> We're running out of time. We got to move on. 
We're not going to get to our ministry recap. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't we, do anything this week. I didn't do anything this weekend. Star yeah. Wars The Force Unleashed, Wii Port, motion controls <laughs> or no motion controls. Have it your I'm way. So, I'm so tired of the Aspire low effort ports. It looks terrible. Like they, <laughs> yeah, it started It started off like at first I was like, oh, cool. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic is, is getting a re-release. That's kind of neat. Ooh, Stubbs the Zombie. That's awesome. And now how many Aspire keeps putting out these just low effort ports. I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. Like even the Stubbs the Zombie port that I, I got, first of all, the longtime listeners of the show will remember my my iron anger over the collector's edition of Stubbs the Zombie. Yeah. Well, what you should have realized prior to that game coming out is that Stubbs the Zombie was never like the most amazing game in the world, and to pay one hundred fifty dollars for a collector's edition of like kind of an okay game was probably never the best financial decision that you've ever made. Fifty of life. those dollars being for delivery fee, right? No, it was yeah, I think it was dollars, and then fifty dollars <laughs> on top of that. Re- holy crap dude that's why i was so angry and that's why i didn't do that you need to hire someone to manage your money they would never have told you to sink 200 dollars into a collection edition of stubs the freaking zombie i didn't i didn't do that i looked at that you hired someone I... good job oh you didn't actually buy one no of course not <laughs> oh well good then you're never mind i, I yeah, retract my step statement. off but but if you are one of the people who bought a 200 dollar uh edition of stubs the zombie collection edition uh please no, please message me. We can get you some help. What is wrong with and you? Also, please, w- please call the following helpline. This is bombers.com. 1-800-555-BOMBERS. Stubbs the zombie problem? Call 1-800-BOMBERS. That might actually be a number. That's why I threw the 555 on there. Nope. 1-800-BOMBERS. Also, um, uh, no, go ahead. Yeah. I, I just, I'm just going to be mad about Aspire and these low effort ports and like... I'd rather get re-releases and remasters than just here's a port. And that's all Aspire does is here's a port. That's why it looks like trash. This this Star Wars Force Unleashed looks like hot garbage. That's also because it was trash to begin with, but... Well, yeah, you're not wrong, but they they could have touched it up, is what I'm saying. If they're going to bother doing this, they could have done more than just up-resing crap textures. That is not the Star Wars way. Low effort, big money. Yeah, Star Wars Force Unleashed actually uh, brought me to God of War because my mom bought me a copy and I already had it. So I returned it and got God of War instead. Good choice. Should have returned both of them. Actually, I did. That's... I did kind of really enjoy the first Force Unleashed. Second one was not great. No. How do you feel about God of War? Never played it. Well, it's supposed to be pretty good, like Toy Story Mania or whatever it's called. Toy Story Kart Karting. I don't know. Like um, Mickey Mania and Toy Story Karting. Mickey, Mickey Speedway Racing is what it was called. Actually, I think that was on N64, too. I have to check Mi- that. Mickey's Manic Mansion. So what's this next game? SD Gundam Battle Alliance? Why are we talking about this? I just don't understand why we're releasing Gundams in SD when we have HD, 4K, 8K options available to the market as a whole. Like, we have smart Gundams now. You know, we don't need these old SD Gundams. That's mm. all I wanted to say. Mm. Okay. And that joke that joke <laughs> brought to you by the only reason we were talking about this game. So, next one's very exciting. Chrono I came Cro- up with it before the show, <laughs> and I was like, we gotta include this joke. It's too good to leave out, and there you go. I hope you enjoyed that. Chrono, <laughs> not trigger, but cross. Cross. Radical Dreamers, Radical Dreamers edition. edition. April 7th, that's coming out. So, like, 
Two months. I heard like, less than. Two I just months. wanted. I just wanted to say I think it's pretty damn cool that they're including the SNES Satellaview visual novel version of Chrono Cross. Like that's pretty freaking awesome. It is a, a crazy deep cut to pull that out and throw slap. Piddle says there. Piddle says that Radical Dreamers is like the definitive way to experience Chrono Cross because the combat in Chrono Cross is not super good. And I'm inclined to believe him as a chrono expert. Like, they announced the amount of, like, party members you can have, and it's this ridiculous number. It's, like, more than 20. I, I think you can recruit up to 40, but I don't think you can have them all. It's like Suikoden, where you can have 107, but you can't have them all in your it's party at the same still. time. It's, it's like uh, Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon. People just die in left and right. Oh, I can kill them? Fi- oh, you mean Fire Emblem SD? Yeah, yeah. I miss I mean, the days when they would when they would come up with subtitles that was just like DS or SD for D- all like all DS games. Well, Shadow Dragon was a remake of a earlier Fire Emblem, maybe the, even the first. The first Fire Emblem, I think, was, was it the, the first. first one? Yeah, it was the first yeah. one. So, like the technically the title was already something that was an enemy in the game type of thing. All right, I think it's time that we talk about Quit. Kirby and the Forgotten Land coming out March twenty fifth. Oh yeah! Super excited. This the more we see of this game, the more excited I get about it. I agree. When I saw Kirby ate it that looks... car, I was horrified. I'm still. I'm Mouthful still mode is is everything I didn't know I needed, but it turns out I yeah. desperately needed. I was I was horrified and like confusingly and surprisingly aroused. I'm not. No, I'm just straight up horrified. I'm just like, please, yeah, yeah you do eat not that eat car. any more eat cars. That car good. I think it's learning new things about myself through Kirby. I think it's just that Somebody, Kirby is like not actually, you know, eat the whole thing. Like a ton of the car still just out of its mouth. It's hilarious. <laughs> Somebody predicted that uh, Kirby would ride a car in this game. And I don't remember if it was in the bomber's server, if it was just someone I was talking to idly. But good job, because you basically got it right. Is Kirby riding the car or is the car riding Kirby? The car's on the bottom, so Kirby is riding. Okay. Oh, yeah. I can confirm this by my various life experiences. Anyways, That's what that yeah, means. I'm still excited. I to like play my Kirby it. on top. I'm gonna be oh Bandana D while Haley can be Kirby swallowing the cars. It, it, they, so H- Haley is on top. I am. I like that no. they. I like are, that they added a lot of new features to sort of evolve the basic Kirby gameplay in order to make this game set apart and uh, fun. Yeah, unlike most Kirby games. Oh, <laughs> Kirby Planet Robobot was really freaking good. Kirby Star Allies was really freaking not. It's they they're doing the exact thing that when they first announced this game, we all went, "Hmm, looks empty. They're gonna have to do something to actually set it apart." And here it is. The obvious comparison drawn would be Mario Odyssey, and and I get it. I, I totally get why they would go that direction with it. Or it's more so, 3D world, maybe. Maybe, yeah. But it's, but a, three, a 3D Mario game, yeah. I'm I'm very intrigued. It's definitely so. a must-have for me. And it was. We've stopped Uber saying scam. the bomb or a bomb, but I think you can pretty much get the general tenor of what we're talking about. So you figure it out. Audience. This is this is some form of bomb. Tell us what you think we think about it. <laughs> well, MLB 22, the show, is A-bomb to me. Yeah, wow. I checked out of that portion of the direct entirely. <laughs> I was so confused by the voice. 
I'm kind of offended by the the reaction to this because just because like what it's on Switch and it's on PS5 and Xbox Series X. Like, what did you expect? Did you expect it to be the world's greatest looking game? It's an option. That's all it is. Like, it didn't have to be like everything that you ever wanted out of a baseball game on Switch. Like, if you want that, just go play Super Mega Baseball. I don't 3. want anything out of a baseball game. Yeah, I don't want to play a baseball game. I've played a baseball game since. Go the play Super Mega Baseball Three. The MLB The Show is the best baseball sim on the market. Um, I am not going to play it on Switch. I might be picking it up for PS5, though, this year. Yeah, but then you have to care about baseball sims, which I don't. I love baseball, and I love baseball sims. Which I, I love The Sims. I don't, because it's owned yeah. by EA. When, so. Well, when you play The Sims, Bummer. it's almost like you're you're living another life. Like you're... Oh, like Second Life. Oh, like Fantasy oh, no, Life. I trying to... Oh, like PlayStation Home. Like whenever you live alive. Oh, like one of those old oh, JRPGs live are coming back. <laughs> live Alive HD oh. 2D remake of the classic. Never JRPG. released outside of Japan or something. Nope. No, sir. And it looks freaking great. And I'm so into this bringing Japanese games that never got released here. Like they're doing that a lot. We got Moon. We got Live Alive. We got uh, we got the uh, the Famicom uh, Detective games, which I still haven't bought because they haven't got on sale yet. And I'm not paying sixty dollars for a digital game. Uh, but anyway, I- I'm I'm into this. I keep bringing Japanese games that were never released here, please. July twenty second. We need more. Twenty twenty two. It's a JRPG, so I don't care. And trust me, it's like Octopath, but probably better. Oh, Project Triangle. That's not a high bar. Tri- Project Triangle Prodigy. Triangle Prodigy <clears throat> is something completely That's different. A tactics game. Uh, going along the whole, like, we're in that market for nostalgia of the early 2000s, Nintendo Switch Sports was announced during the Direct. It's like Wii Sports. But with really creepy but characters. On- but on, but on Switch, because it's Switch Sports, not Wii Sports. I'm a little offended by the generic characters, just because I think Miis are iconic, and I think that Miis are an important part of you know what made the Wii Sports such a really, great experience. Like, yeah, you put yourself in the game, and I was really hoping with Miitopia that they'd be all like, "Yeah, okay, fine, we'll acknowledge the Miis existence." And apparently, Miis are in the game, but come on just show me i don't these weird porcelain doll weirdos things Ugh. just have them be me's the me's are not the front facing like part of this game so like even though they're in there like that's not like, what they're, they're on advertising the cover. right so like that's they they were hidden so far in the announcement that a bunch of people were like why no me's until they finally showed me's <laughs> the word would be terrible uh, if it was only me, nintendo people that have me's and that's it you don't even get <laughs> your own me uh, what um but the good things about this, I mean, there's a lot of games. It looks like they pulled all the best stuff from, like, Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort and all they that. Got so that's awesome. tennis and bowling, and they're bringing in golf, so that's all I care about. And I love how the sound design is pretty much entirely 100% ripped from those games, so it, like, really gets that nostalgia drive going. Mm-hmm. Can we just call this game what it is and just call it Wii Sports 3? Because that's what it is. Like so we got Wii Sports let, let's be honest, Resorts. Purports. Nintendo Switch Sports is a bad. That's a bad name. It doesn't evoke anything. But Wii Sports evokes a lot. Everything. Um. So I'm calling this Wii Sports Three going forward. I encourage you all to do the same. And uh, some might argue, well, this is actually the fourth Wii Sports game because they released one on Wii U. That one doesn't count. That was Wii Sports, but with Wii U game <laughs> stuff. Excuse me. Wii Sports. Wii Sports Resort. 
Wii Sports 3 on Switch. Or 3 Sports. Three sports resorts. Nope. That's nope, because there's like six sports in it, plus other stuff. This is the bomb. I'm excited for this game. Oh yeah. Like in a in a in, unironically. It's coming out in Me April. Too. Me too. Wait, yeah. Yep. Anybody who isn't excited by this is either soulless. A fooling themselves, B soulless, or C was not around during the era of Wii Sports because that game was like everywhere. It was amazing. Because it was like, oh my god, they did it! They this motion control thing, this might it, actually work. It works. This, it, we were all bright, we were all bright eyed and optimistic about the future of the Wii, and it it didn't work out so great. But, but damn, Wii Sports was, was awesome. We can so go back it. to that, go back to that beginning of the Wii and pretend like the rest of the Wii never happened. Oh, all right. What else? Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythm Festival. Megalovania coming to on Switch. The drums. Nobody cares about Michaelvania. Taiko's fun. Can though. I buy a Taiko drum? Can I buy a big Taiko drum to bang on like this? Do it. Just just go buy oh, the Taiko arcade. I saw like the multiplayer co-op stuff. I go, yeah, I don't have any friends that'd be able to help me with that. <laughs> <laughs> you have me. You have me. Just drive on up. We'll play some we'll play Taiko cool. all weekend. Taiko's fun. One hundred percent what the Switch needed was more weird ass Japanese rhythm it's, games. I'm glad to see Taiko getting much more support in North America. There was they just released Taiko the one of the Taikos on um uh Game Pass for Xbox. They have this that's coming out on Switch now. So like I remember nice they announced Taiko a while ago. Is this the same Taiko that was announced before? Or is this a different one? See, the problem with Japanese titles for your games is if I don't like have the word in my head constantly, I'm not going to remember which version of the game it is. So I don't know. Maybe. It's like, yeah. <laughs> this is cool. This is, this is a good announcement. Here's another announcement. Metroid Dread is getting a uh, hard mode and a weenie mode. And a boss rush mode later on. And a boss rush mode. Boss rush mode interests me. The other two things... Uh... Maybe maybe I'll go back and play on weenie mode and might actually enjoy the game. That's funny that you say you don't care about that you want to check out the boss rush mode because I could not care less about boss rush modes in games. But I think adding a like impossibly hard mode where you die in one hit in a game like this is just so <laughs> hilarious that it's like, yes, I'm so I would bored never with get I, through. I, I'm it. gonna go back and play it and just see how long I can last. I'm not true like dread. Mode. I'm not. Ex- I'm not excited about it for myself, but what I am excited about is seeing speed runs in uh, no hit mode. That kind of that, that'll God. that'll be fun. It would change things. I wouldn't be surprised if they like purposely get hit to speed run in the doing, normal mode, doing death warps or not being able to do uh, damage boosts yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff, or just having to play good enough to not get hit. Eh, just tool assist it. It's fine. Uh, not as fun. Boo! All right, no, there's no, there's not a single boss I would be able to be on that mode. I couldn't get. I think it's most cool that. Areas. I think it's cool that Metroid Dread did well enough that they can justify making free DLC of any kind, because that bodes very well for the future of the Metroid yeah. franchise. Yep, I mean it sold well. It does feel kind of late though, because it was it was released in October of last year. No, this seems about the right it's time like to a few months. Yeah, this is the right time to be like, "Hey, those of you who are, who who feel like you're done with dread, here's something to make you go back to it." Hmm. And I will. 
Yeah, see? With gusto. With goose. I'll probably put like five hours into it on the one hit mode and just like never get past like the first <laughs> room. So I'm not good at Metroid. I'm not good at Metroid, but I love it. Um, Let's see. Next game. Oh. Hmm. We're getting Earthbound Beginnings or Mother and Earthbound or Mother 2 on Switch Online, hmm. which is good enough for me. Just like, yeah. It's about time it shows up on you know, something besides the Wii U and 3DS. It's very fitting that we're getting two games for a two out of five game. Uh, <laughs> if only we could get a third game with it. Do you think that it's even remotely possible at this point that Mother 3 comes to a Nintendo platform? Because I don't. I, I think that it's just never... If it was going to happen, it would have happened, and it's time to stop even thinking about it. I feel it. like if it was going to happen, it would have happened here, because they've had the test releases, as Zyber pointed out, on the 3DS, on the on the Wii U. Like, If there had been enough interest to merit it, they would have done it now. I feel like like disregarding the Wii U for the Switch caused some kind of like back backpedal on that. And also, it doesn't help that Mother 3 is a Game Boy Advance game, so it can't go on Switch Online. Not Switch Online, but you could easily just, like, release a port of it onto the Switch eShop, and, you know... I mean, and why wouldn't you want to? Because you could easily charge, like, 30 bucks for a remastered version of that game. You could say that about a lot of games that that existed on the Virtual Console and does not exist in any shape or form on the Switch. You're under five. Oh, you mean like Chrono Trigger, for example? You could absolutely charge sixty dollars for a like remaster of Mother Three. I mean, they charged sixty dollars for Link's Awakening. Actually. Yeah, like I remember people being okay. all like, "Oh, I would totally get the Mother Games and the Link's Awakening art style." I go, "I would absolutely hate that, but I would still buy it just to support Mother at least." Let's be honest. You would buy anything if Nintendo guaranteed you that if it sold a million copies, Mother 3 would come out. I would, Zyber would buy a million of them. I would be crowdfunding. Hopefully other people <laughs> would be crowdfunding too. It's like, we need to buy a million of these guys. Do the Project uh, Moonfall or whatever it was for like, Xenoblade Chronicles yeah. to get uh, to get uh, Pandora's Tower was, or whatever uh, was, to come to America. That was Project Rainfall. Project Moonfall was, was Rainfall money to get Majora's Mask on 3D. Which ended up happening as well. You're right. But, yeah. <laughs> You're right. But Project Motherfall is a failure. It fell, sadly. The only Motherfall I want to see is my own mother falling down the stairs Ooh. after I pushed her. That's what you get for stepping on the crack. Because I'm a badass. It's... Uh, speaking of failures, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC, 48 new courses coming to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which means that later on we can look forward to getting Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Del- Deluxe. So, I'm assuming this means that we're not going to get Mario Kart 9 on the Switch, but like this way. is actually a decent alternative to that, this is 48 <laughs> freaking courses, that is a ton. For 25 bucks, I mean, the value proposition is pretty incredible, and Mario Kart 8 is the greatest Mario Kart game ever made, like, a bl- like you know. I, I saw I think. a little, like, two-second window of Coconut Mall, and I started crying. No, you didn't. That's, <laughs> good that's cry or bad cry. cry. I love Coconut Mall. So, now, go. place yourself in, in my seat, and in, in put, your, put yourself in my cart. I never bought Mario Kart 8. Deluxe I don't have it either. For the, for the Switch. So now I have to buy Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and buy this DLC when I could just be buying Mario Kart 9. So here, here's an okay, alternative, right, actually. That's a totally fair. Here's an alternative. You buy Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and you buy the Nintendo Switch Online Plus 
And then you'll also get the tracks and also the Animal Crossing DLC. As long as I continually pay a subscription fee that will very, very quickly be more expensive than just buying the course. Yeah. No, because it's $30 a year and the courses are 25 So if you get one year's worth of play out of Mario Kart plus any of the other stuff, like the like let, let's say you play Earthbound for like five minutes. Which one? Like... Well, the amount of money that game costs on Super Nintendo, like that, there's your value. So, so I'm being I'm being facetious, but like if you were if you were to actually attach a dollar value to what they are giving you with the online pass, it's probably getting closer to worth. Yeah, it. I still think uh, it's. I'm still not going to buy still it. I think it's but, too expensive for what it is, but I'm glad to see that they are adding more DLC stuff to it. Like that's why I figured They're they trying. wouldn't be doing. I'm just like, yeah, you finally a second one. Now let's let's try to find some more stuff you can add to it. I, I, I we were earlier praising the early 2000s nostalgia grab, uh, fest, but this feel these are 48 courses. They're not new courses. They're remastered courses from the history of Mario Kart. I'm not sure if all of them are uh, old ones, actually. I feel like they yeah, said they that are. they were. They, they yeah. said that they, they are. But, I thought that but to I me, thought they I, only but said some of them were. Why is this a problem? We get new music with an orchestra, like re, like uh, redoing the mu- music from Chaco Mountain, and like I, I don't know. I'm just really into it. Like I want, I've wanted to go back to Mario Kart Eight now for probably five years, and I was just like, well, I kind of already played that out on Wii U. I don't really need to go back. To- I'm excited to go back and play some Mario Kart Eight. I love that game. Yeah. And they're giving me, they're just handing me a reason. Like, here's a really good value. Go experience these old Mario Kart tracks that you used to play and love on the old Mario Kart games. And I mean, look, I get you being upset because you don't have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and it's not like they're going to release the DLC on Wii U. But that would be crazy if they did. (laughs) It's definitely not like this will make Mario Kart 8 Deluxe go on sale. No, all it's going to do is cause it to retain its value longer. It Yay! was it was going to do that anyway, but also like it is yeah, but... nice seeing all these people being like, oh man, I hope they bring back insert course here. So you know, got everyone's got all these favorite courses that they'd love to see show up. Well, and they're they're doing forty eight courses, so <laughs> chances are insert course here is going to be in this. Yeah, path. like I don't even think there were forty eight Every... more courses still left to bring over. Yeah, when they said forty eight, it was like, holy crap! There've been a lot of Mario Kart games, and the fact that they are including tracks from Tour is exciting. That's like a oh, new that's map right, yeah. Because I'm not playing that crap. Yeah, fair. Um, you know what it is though? It's uh, Mario Kart Ultimate is what Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Deluxe will be, and uh, all all your favorite, all your all, I, what is it? All I had a joke that I was going for where I was going to be like everyone's here, but with tracks, and I didn't put it together. It was actually sad that they're not adding any more characters to play as though. What if they just called it Mario Kart 8 Deluxe 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 Deluxe? Mario That'd be Kart pretty 8, funny. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Mario Kart 8 Supreme. So we're almost out of time. Do either of you have anything to say about the final game that was revealed on yep. this? Uh, I think it looks really cool. It's like a mix mixture of the first and second game's art styles. I still need to finish the first so, game and actually start the second game, but... So- we haven't we haven't said what the game is. Oh, yet. Uh, the game it's is Xenoblade, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three. <laughs> Mother Three. <laughs> you know what it was. But yeah, I'm happy for the people. Like people were being like, "Hey, I think they should announce this." I go, "Actually, it is about the right time to make that announcement." They were right. As that was actually true for a lot of the games, and this direct was really weird. 
It, it feels like it has been a long time since the last Xenoblade Chronicles, and it has. It's been uh, five yeah, years. The Switch has been alive Crazy. for so long. It's weird to think about. Yeah. It is weird to think about. All right. I just have one thing to say about Xenoblade Chronicles 3. You a- 